What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. It's Chrisomania, brother. That's a great question. Look at you, man, with the powerful questions. <laughs> Woo! This is the Chris Van Vliet Show. Chris Van Vliet Show. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Van Vliet! And here we go! Yeah, this is the Chris Van Vliet Show, and this is the worst interview Scorpio Sky has ever been in. It's also the worst interview I've ever been in. So there you go, Scorpio. Uh, if you're if you're a fan of Scorpio Sky or SCU, you know exactly what I'm talking about with that. If you're not, welcome. Here's your introduction to Scorpio Sky to SCU. Uh, thank you for joining us on this one. This episode of the show is brought to you by Untuck It and Manscaped, and you are about to feel incredibly inspired by Scorpio Sky's story. Uh, if you follow me on Instagram or Twitter at Chris Van Vliet, over the weekend, I posted the YouTube intro to this video where Scorpio says, I'm Scorpio Sky. This is the worst interview I've ever been in. He does this whole shtick there. Most people got the reference, uh, but I had a few comments, a few DMs from people who obviously don't watch AEW, who obviously aren't familiar with SCU and what they do. And they're like, man, why would Scorpio Sky say that? I I thought he was such a nice guy. Why would he say this was the worst interview? It's a gimmick, people. Uh, we get we get down to exactly how that gimmick all came together, along with how the pairing of Scorpio Sky with Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazarian all came together. Uh, I want to take a second to uh, thank you for joining us on the show. Thank you for seeking out this episode and listening to it, even though it is the worst interview that Scorpio Sky's ever been in. Uh, the podcast has been growing so much. This is episode 43. We launched just four-ish months ago. It's growing a ton, and it's because of people like you that are spreading the word and telling fellow wrestling fans all about this. Thank you for tweeting out the screenshots. Thank you for tagging me in your Instagram stories. Thanks for just, like, getting the word out that, you know, I do the interviews on YouTube, which are awesome and I love, and I love doing these audio versions, too. Sitting here and talking to you one-on-one into your eardrums, uh, whether this is actually in your ear pods, maybe you're at the gym. Maybe you're at work. That's the funniest to me that people that people are at work and not working and listening to this. I love that. And uh, and thank you for making this one of the top 20 wrestling podcasts in the world. It's all because of you. So thank you. Continue sharing. If you don't already, please subscribe. That helps so much. Thank you for leaving these reviews on Apple Podcasts. I'm going to keep reading one on the show because that's like one of the biggest things that helps push the show especially on Apple. Um, Frank Mittens with a Z on the end or a Z for anyone living outside of America. Look, I moved from Canada. I had to adjust to say Z instead of Z. Uh, He says, incredible content always. CVV is the gold standard in pro wrestling interviews. His insight and curiosity entice the best possible interactions with some of today's biggest stars. Every upload is a must-see, and Chris never fails to impress with his thorough research and compelling questions. If you want an insider look at the industry, then look no further. 
This is simply superb. Oh, and he's also a great human being. Man, thank you so much for that, Frank. Um, very kind words. Keep those reviews coming, and I will keep the interviews coming. How does that sound? Good agreement, right? Uh, shout out to Samson Technologies for helping us sound so good. You can head to samsontech.com if you're looking for great audio equipment for your podcast, for your YouTube channel, or just, you know, for whatever it is. And it's extremely fairly priced. Also, thank you to Green Roads for sponsoring this episode. And I know you've heard a ton about CBD over the last year or so. And if you're looking for the best quality CBD products, you want Green Roads. Uh, someone tweeted me the other day and said, hey, does Green Roads have THC in it? Uh, THC, by the way, is the thing in cannabis that gets you high. The answer is no. Green Roads does not have THC in it. It's a good question, though, because uh, if CBD oil is made properly, it shouldn't have C or it shouldn't have THC in it. Unfortunately, a lot of CBD products are not made properly, and the hemp extraction process doesn't remove all the THC. Green Roads, though, is a pharmacist-founded company. They've got the lab results to back up all of their products. This is high-quality stuff, people, and the benefits are wide-ranging. I, I don't want to tell you about all of them, but I will tell you about the ones that have worked specifically for me, uh, from my personal experience. Um, I put a little bit of CBD oil, CBD oil under my tongue or the Relax Gummies, and it's helped a lot with stress, uh, focus, generally just not making your mind go a mile a minute. Also, their topicals like the muscle and joint cream really, really help for recovery after the gym. Um, Green Roads is the real deal. You can use my code Chris15, Chris15, to get 15% off your order at greenroadsworld.com. That's Chris15 for 15% off at greenroadsworld.com. Now, for a lot of wrestling fans, Scorpio Sky just came on your radar in the last probably year, a little bit less than a year or so when he signed with AEW. But he has been tearing it up on the indies for the last 17 years with some brief stints in WWE, TNA and Ring of Honor. He said that he had a moment where he needed to decide if wrestling was still the thing that he wanted to do. And, and I think we're all glad that he did, that he gave it 100% because he's now won half of the AEW World Tag Team Champions along with Frankie Kazarian. And he's one third of your favorite, I guess, trio, SCU. Uh, and this interview was done just a few hours before him and Frankie won the tag belts on TNT that night. Uh, there's so much good stuff here. Uh, so let's dive right into it. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Scorpio Sky. Here we are. We're doing this. Charleston, West Virginia is where we are. Charleston, West Virginia. Yeah. The worst town I've ever been in. No way. This is the worst town? This is the worst town I've wow. ever been in. <laughs> I love that that's become a thing. That, I know. Isn't that crazy? It, it's so weird the things that become things nowadays. Right. You know, like Jericho, a little bit of the bubbly, and I have a ticket, and for us, it's, you know, you know, this is the worst town I've ever been in. I guess everyone can relate, because I, one thing I've noticed is a lot of people don't like where they live. You know, everybody wants to be somewhere else, and I ah. think that's... People relate. We have so many meet and greets where people come up to us and they're like, this really is the worst town you've ever been in. I have to, it has to be. And I'm like, eh. do you look at them and go, well, you know, you could move, right? <laughs> right. You're not stuck here. Everyone can go to SoCal. Oh, you, you wouldn't want to leave there. No, I love it so much. I honestly do. I love it so much. When you go to, you know, when, when AEW does a live event there, do you have to lie and be like, this is the worst town? No, I've we're going to see what happens. I can't wait to go there, though. Can you be like, this is the best town I've ever been in? <laughs> you know, we do have favorite worst towns, though. Philly, 
Las Vegas, New York. Those are some of our favorite worst towns. SoCal's pretty great, though. Oh, it's the best. I, sp- I, I spend it. quite a bit of time there. It's it's pretty awesome. Yeah. I mean, if you can look, I mean, I know the people watching, they won't be able to see, but you look outside and it's so cloudy and, and you know, it's just muggy and gross and back home in LA, you know, it's probably 85 degrees or, you know, 80 and just beautiful and sunny and clear. And yeah, I can't wait to get back to SoCal. My favorite thing about Los Angeles is when it rains, it's like a news event. Yeah. Like it's breaking news. Like precipitation is falling from the sky. (laughs) It's like, what is this? And that and, and a Coke can in the road can cause three hours of traffic. (laughs) Also, no one there can drive when it rains. Nobody. No. Oh, it's bad. I try to just stay inside. What part of the city do you live in? So I live just about 25 minutes outside downtown LA. So I'm in like a little suburb area that's okay, yeah, like no, very Nobody small. lives in downtown LA. No, people do. Nobody from yes. Southern California lives inside <laughs> downtown LA. But people that move from other places, transplants, they don't know any better. So they go and they pay four grand a month for a, a studio apartment the size of this hotel. So. See, the great thing about living there is the weather. The worst thing about living there is you have the longest commute out of anyone to all these cities. Yeah, yeah. We usually leave, uh, uh, and when I say we, I mean Frankie and Chris and I, we usually leave Monday night on a red eye and uh, fly through Detroit or Atlanta, and we have a layover there, and uh, then we get to the city we're in. Like, example, last week we had a delay, and so we ended up in, um, I believe, Atlanta airport for like five hours our oh, delay no. and to get so to Pittsburgh yeah well that's why we leave so early though yeah, that's yeah. why we leave Monday night and then you know we get into the town and tradition we always go straight to the gym within an hour of getting checked into the hotel and work out and eat and then you can kind of rest and relax and do whatever you need to do for the rest of the day so you guys all travel together all the time yeah who gets the time. middle seat <laughs> usually we're not uh see those guys have been doing it way longer than i am so they're usually in first class and i'll end up in like comfort plus or coach or okay every once in a while i'll get upgraded to first class you say like oh they've been doing longer than you have yes but you've also been doing this for 17 years yeah yeah you're yeah. the you're the best 17 year overnight success story it's tough because uh you know i actually always compare myself to a fighter from the uh, great depression era named james j braddock who was the cinderella man and uh his life basically he started out with uh all kinds of promise and and it was like oh he's going to be this great great fighter and then he had a series of injuries and uh and uh, bad luck and definitely uh, things that he would, wouldn't have liked to go through but ended up having to go through and essentially became a journeyman and actually had his license taken away from him and he wasn't allowed to box for a certain amount of time. Wow. And eventually, we're good, thank you. <laughs> Housekeeping knock on the door, sorry. <laughs> I always forget to hang the thing yeah. on the door. <laughs> so anyways, uh, he, ended up, uh, he ended up getting a fight on two days, oh, no, was it? Yeah, it was like two days notice. One guy got hurt. He ended up getting a fight on two days' notice uh, because basically they just needed somebody to beat who, yeah, yeah. who had a name. And he ended up winning the fight, and then he uh, went on a, a run and eventually became heavyweight champion man. of the world. So I consider myself the Cinderella man in the sense of, like, you know, it has been 17 years. Uh, I've had a lot of ups and downs, some my fault, some um, out of my control, but... I came through the other side and here I am. Did you have a Cinderella man moment? Like, did you have a match or a show that you're like, man, this is going to change things for me. I think I'm living it still, to be honest with you. Um, 
there was uh, I used to work a day job while doing this, and uh, that actually obviously took away from certain opportunities yeah. because they'd be like, Hey, you know, can you, can you go to Australia for two weeks on a day's notice? And I, I'd, I'd be like, oh, I can't really do that. Like I have, you know, I have a job or, and then also like the job would, you know, they wouldn't want to promote me because it's like, Hey, you're always taking time off to go wrestle. Sure. So it was tough. But, uh, eventually I was getting to a point where I wanted to quit wrestling because it just wasn't working out and it wasn't going well. And I just figured, okay, well th- this probably isn't going to go well. And, uh, and one day I went to, and I was settling in. I was very comfortable. And I was like, okay, I like this job or whatever. I'm, it's what whatever. was the job, by the way? Uh, I never reveal it. Okay. It's kind of my thing. We'll I never reveal then. it. Um, yeah, you could put it, put in the comments what you think it was. Uh. Uh, <laughs> what would Scorpio Sky be good at other than wrestling? Nothing. Hmm. But, uh, <laughs> but one day I went to work and they laid me off. And I had no job. And I was like, wow, okay, so what do I do now? And uh, it, it only took me a couple hours before I realized, okay, let's take one last shot at wrestling. Yeah. And I went as hard as I possibly could, and it worked out. And at what age were you then? Uh, this was, this was, uh, gosh, almost four years ago. Okay. So, you know, 31, something like that. Yeah. yeah. And, and when you decided to go head on, full into this, were there any regrets? No, no. It was like, uh, okay, now I can dedicate 100% of my time and take every opportunity I can get. Of course, there weren't very many, but at, at first at least. But, you know, I really had to push hard for about a year. But it felt good knowing that, like, I'm going to take this one last swing and it's either going to work or it's not. Yeah. And I'll, I'll have no, like, what ifs. Yeah. You know? Well, obviously, signing with AEW was a, you know, big step for you. But yeah. I feel like it was just a couple of weeks ago when you had the real breakout moment, like the real, and I think, JR even said it during the broadcast when you lost your shoes during that match. <laughs> like it was like, here you are. Like, here you go, world. Here's who Scorpio Sky is. Did you realize that had happened when you walked through the curtain after that match? I, I didn't, actually. Um, I was actually really upset with myself, as it showed. And, and I've taken a lot of flack for people uh, because our, our finishing move didn't come out the way it we wanted it to. And I'm, I'm, I'm a really a perfectionist and I knew it was uh, a special night, you know, because you, we are out of focus here. There uh, we're go. out of focus. Okay. There cool. we go. There we go. <laughs> uh, I knew it was a special night. I knew the match was going really, really well. And, you know, I threw my shoe out in the crowd and the crowd comes up and they threw it back and I'm like, <laughs> Hey, I got it back. This is cool. <laughs> and so, uh, the fact that the very last thing we did didn't work. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was extremely frustrated with myself and with the entire moment. It wasn't anybody's fault. It was just a timing thing. But, uh, yeah, when I got to the back, I wasn't really thinking about, Oh, this was a great moment. It was like, damn it, damn it, damn it. Like we, yeah. we were almost there. We were almost there. And, and fortunately the fans are, are amazing and, and forgiving. And everyone's been like, I've received like a few tweets here and there of people like, uh, Oh man, don't worry about that. You know, like you were in socks and, and <laughs> you know, it's not a big deal. And, and it was amazing performance. So thank you for that. But it's, you've got to realize that that's what made the match even that much more special. Mm-hmm. Like that will be the thing that people will always go back to and go, remember that match where scope Scorpio lost one shoe. And then, Lost another shoe as well? (laughs) Hope you're enjoying this chat with Scorpio Sky so far. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Untuck It. And have you ever seen an untucked button down? I mean, they just universally look bad. Why? Well, because they weren't meant to be worn that way. 
Thankfully, there's Untuck, the button-down shirt that's actually designed to be worn untucked. No matter your shape or your size, Untucked shirts always fall at that perfect untucked length. And with the holidays just around the corner, there's no better gift for your favorite guy. Perhaps that favorite guy is you, who needs an upgrade in their wardrobe. I remember wearing an... <laughs> I remember untucking my shirt on TV a couple years ago, and someone actually called the TV station that I worked at and said, why does Chris look so frumpy? And I thought, first of all, that's very mean. And what kind of word is frumpy? But I immediately tucked in my shirt for the next time I was on TV, which was like an hour later. And then I went out and bought an untuck it because I'm like, if I'm going to wear a shirt that's untucked, I want it to at least look good. It fits my frame perfectly. It'll fit yours as well. It'll never be too baggy or bulgy or frumpy long or too big ever again. And their website's super easy, easy to use. They have a whole page devoted to helping you find the perfect fit based on your perfect body type. They also have a uh, 80 brick and mortar store. So if there happens to be one in your area, you can go visit them in person and they'll help you out. So if you're shopping for the per- perfect holiday gift for someone, or if you're just trying to do this for yourself and craft a smart, relaxed style of your own, Untuck It is the way to go. You can head to Untuck It. Use the code BLUE, B-L-U-E, for 20% off at checkout. That's untuckit, U-N-T-U-C-K-I-T.com, and use the promo code BLUE to get 20% off. Support for Blue Wire, the podcast network I'm with, and the Chris Van Vliet Show also comes from Manscaped, who's number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineering tools, for your family jewels. You ever had that time where you try to use scissors, cut yourself, maybe a razor, razor burn, and then like it looks like you might have some sort of disease or something down there? You don't want that. That's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their Lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary skin-safe technology, so this trimmer is not going to leave any nicks or snags or do anything bad to your man parts. Manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past. And you know, don't use the same trimmer that you use on your face that you're using on your balls. That's just gross. Like, think about that. Manscaped also has the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. I mean, you already put deodorant on your armpits. Why not put it on the smelliest part of your body? You know exactly what I'm talking about. You can get 20% off your order and free shipping if you use the code BLUEWIRE at manscaped.com. Blue Wire is the name of our podcast. It's on the logo there that you're looking at. Yeah, you see that? There it is, Blue Wire. Always use the right tools for the right job. I promise you, your balls will thank you. Yeah. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code BLUEWIRE at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Just use the code BLUEWIRE. Now let's get back to this chat with Scorpio Sky. Yeah, the worst interview he's ever been in. I thought sneakerheads were going to kill me because I was wearing Adidas shoes. And, uh, I'm going to fix this. Keep talking. Right. Yeah, I thought yeah, I was wearing Adidas shoes and Nike socks. Oh, no. So I thought I was going to lose all credibility with sneakerheads, but <laughs> fortunately I haven't felt that wrath yet. <laughs> you're, you're, I think you're okay now. <laughs> I you hope know, so. if, if, if that hasn't happened yet, I, th- I think you're in the clear now. And as we sit here, you have the opportunity tonight to make history as the first ever AEW Tag Team Champions. Uh, you know, the match obviously hasn't happened yet. It will after this airs. But how does it feel sitting here knowing that 
that's in front of you. Man, I obviously had no idea that I was going to end up here. Uh, it's an amazing opportunity to uh, even just have this chance, uh, whether we win or we lose, just the fact that we were in the finals. And uh, you always remember the first. And no matter what, we're going to make history. We're either going to be the first AEW World Tag Team Champions ever or the history books will show that the Lucha Brothers became the first ever AEW Tag Team Champions by beating SCU. So we're, uh, we're going to be a part of history regardless. I hope we're going to be a part of the former. <laughs> I, I didn't know it was possible to just say SCU. I thought it was SCU. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's really the accurate way to SCU. <laughs> I mean, we can do that. We can do that every time we say SCU. Yeah, no, why not? SCU. They com- this has completely changed the trajectory of your career, hasn't it? It has. Yeah, it's uh, it's amazing. And like I said, it goes back to the whole the James J. Braddock thing where it's like all it takes sometimes is one more chance. And uh, for me, uh, you know, I went really, really hard, as I said, and, and I ended up getting an opportunity with the Ring of Honor, which uh, led to a little bit over a year, about a year and a half there. And that was a great year where we actually formed SCU. And that led to AEW. And, um, you know, again, like I said, sometimes all it takes is one more chance and that'll change everything. Whose idea was it to do SCU? Um, I believe Frankie and Chris were looking for a third for a while. And uh, it just so happened that I came into ROH and had like a tryout, which actually Frankie got for me because he had been trying to get me there for a while. Mm. And uh, so I wrestled Kushida, I wrestled Cody, and then the next month I wrestled in an eight-man where Nick Jackson got on the microphone uh, after going off the air and, and demanded ROH sign me. <laughs> He's like, this guy's been busting his ass for this amount of time. Like, ROH needs to sign him. And the crowd popped for it. And it was in that moment CD and Frankie kind of looked at each other and they were like, he's our third. This is it. He's our guy. And so the name SoCal Uncensored actually came from Nick Jackson, uh, which is a story we've told before, but I'll tell it again quickly is there's a website in Southern California called SoCal Uncensored. They've been around for, you know, almost 20 years and they basically just report on SoCal wrestling. Right. And uh, as a joke or a serious or whatever it was, we were all riding in a van and Nick Jackson's like, you guys should call yourself SoCal Uncensored. <laughs> and we laughed about it. We're like, uh, that's funny. And then, uh, CD hated it. Uh, he was like, he would c- try to come up with other ideas. He was like, what about SoCal Executive? And Nick Jackson would be like, nope, SoCal Uncensored. That's it. That's the name. So eventually he pitched it uh, to ROH and they loved it. And so everyone reached out to the website, SoCal Uncensored, and they were like, oh, absolutely. Yeah, I love those guys. Wow. Please use the name. And that's how we became what we are because they could have been like ah yeah you can it'll cost this amount of money or something like that yeah, they could have been uh they've watched all of us throughout our careers though the main guy his name is steve and he's he's a great guy and and uh he wanted to see us succeed so to his credit uh shout we out appreciate to it. you steve shout out to steve yeah thank you was the worst town i've ever been in just like classic heel heat <laughs> to begin with no uh really it was it it, I, it almost kind of came from a real place because, you know, again, we would always go through these travel. And this is when the Young Bucks and SDU, we were all traveling together. So we'd always go through these traveling trials and tribulations doing these overnights. And most of the time then, you know, we've got the luxury of leaving an extra day early now. Yeah. Most of the time then it was fly all night go through your delays and yada, 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 and then straight to the building sure. for ROH. Yeah. So we were always in a lousy mood of like, oh, here we are in Lowell, Massachusetts. This place sucks. I can't wait to get back home. <laughs> and um, eventually Matt Jackson was like, I want to put you guys on BTE and uh, have you basically just do this. And uh, and then, you know, we were like, oh, heck yeah, we're, we're down. We wanted to get on the show anyway. And uh, so they just put a camera on us and – 
We did it. And I basically said, I was like, I'm going to let you guys be creative. And I'm going to say the same thing every time. I'm just going to say, <laughs> this is the worst town I've been in every time. And I said, hopefully it'll catch on. And uh, it, it's funny. You go back and watch the original ones. I'm very like subdued with it. I'm just like, this is the worst town I've ever been in. And then eventually it becomes, this is, you know, <laughs> so it's kind of how it is. But now you guys are along the same lines as the other tag teams who have had the phrases that the crowd can kind of chant along with, you know, uh, we got to, you know, the new age outlaws, mm-hmm. uh, big Cass and Enzo had their thing for a while. So now you guys, like when you, when your music hits, the crowd's like, yes, <laughs> we can get into this now. Yeah. It's funny at all in last year, it was uh, one of the first times we had a big crowd actually say the lines with us. And then I think that was the first time Frankie hit the, uh, you know, I got uh, three letters I like to say, and if you say in Italy, say, you know, make my day. Uh, and uh, we went to the back and everyone was like, oh, that was so great. That was so great. And Billy Gunn was there. And I said, uh, we're just going to be the New Age Outlaws from now on. <laughs> and he's like, you should. Why not? <laughs> and uh, we ran into Road Dog a few uh, weeks ago in, in the airport. And uh, that was, uh, I believe, my first time meeting him. And uh, I didn't do it. But after he left, I told Frankie and Chris, I should have said, nice to meet you. I'm enjoying stealing your gimmick. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe next time. The fact, though, that you can be self-aware of that, though, is okay. Because I think there'd be a lot of tag teams that are like, no, I mean, we're just we're doing our own thing. And the crowd just seems to like it. Nope. Completely ripping them off <laughs> in our own way, you know. Yeah. Everything's kind of a ripoff. And I mean, you you can look at things like uh, Daniel Bryan's. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, that came from Diego Sanchez in the yeah. UFC. Uh, so you know, there's everything comes from something, and sometimes it, you just have to take it and make it yours. I listened to Jericho's podcast about the origins of Little Bit of the Bubbly. And he oh, went yeah. down this whole road of all the lines that he had had that had caught on. And all of them had oranges somewhere else. Oh, yeah. A little bit of the bubbly was actually a line from Dumb and Dumber. Oh, yeah. A little yeah. bit of the bubbly. Yeah. There it Absolutely. is. Yeah. 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 It's like everything. And a lot of it is you're just trying to pop the boys. A lot of it is you're just trying to make your friends laugh because you're all tired and you're all, you know, just trying to get through the day. And you just sometimes you just want to make people laugh. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and then the fans catch on and they like it. So going back to the Cinderella Man story, you had some opportunities in WWE. You had some opportunities in TNA. Did you feel like those were opportunities that you squandered or that time wasn't right? A little bit of both, actually. Uh, so with TNA. Um, I came in, well, first they tried to bring me in the year before and I had signed some lousy contract with another company that wouldn't let me out of it. So I couldn't do that. And then the year later, they actually did bring me in and, um, I did, uh, two TVs, I believe. And then I did three matches on pay-per-view and I thought it was like, wow, okay. You know, this is, this is going really well. Everyone's complimenting me. Everyone's like, this is, this is great. Dixie's telling me great job and Eric Bischoff and, and I'm sitting at home waiting for a text or a call or something for a contract offer and it never came. And then uh, WWE called me a few weeks later to uh, do uh, a tryout and also do this uh, backstage get, uh, skit with Kane and Daniel Bryan, yeah. which which I did. And uh, at the time, there was some sort of lawsuit going on between WWE and uh, TNA. Uh, I think TNA was suing them and it was like a talent thing. Someone from... TNA went to WWE and they had insider info on contracts. So anyways, everybody that had worked TNA recently, like Sean Ricker and uh, I believe El Generico, um, they were uh, they were cut from the trial. They, they basically called them and told them, don't show up. And I didn't get that call. I showed up and this was the tryout that Bailey got signed at. 
And uh, so I show up and I'm in a suit and, and and I get pulled aside immediately by Canyon Seaman and he's just like, hey, I don't know how it slipped through the cracks. We uh, we just gotta let you know that uh, you know you did TNA like a month ago and we can't touch you right now and please don't talk to the dirt sheets about this and and uh, but we, yeah we just we love you we just can't use you can't touch you right now so I was like oh okay well that you know two days ago I just filmed some stuff for Raw with Kane and Daniel Bryan he's like. That's not that has nothing to do with me. I, that's not my call. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And so I go home, and uh, the Kane and Daniel Bryan stuff kind of blew up. And then uh, maybe a month later, uh, one of the uh, ladies that works in the office called me, and she uh, asked, uh, she was like, hey, we're thinking about bringing you to Stanford to do some more of these skits. Are you available? And I said, sure, I'd love to do it. And they said, oh, okay, well, before we proceed, I need to know what is your relationship with TNA? I said, I have no relationship. I, yeah. I fulfilled all my dates. I'm, I never signed anything. I'm completely as, I'm as free as a bird. And they said, okay. And then I never heard back from them. Huh. So that's stuff that was out of my control. What I uh, squandered myself was a couple of months after that, uh, you know, I had some some bad decisions that I made uh, where I said some things on Twitter that I shouldn't have said that that were uh, very very inappropriate and um, ignorant actually uh, and and that came off uh, you know as homophobic and uh, and that's like a very down point of my career something I look back on uh, with a lot of regret and uh, at the same time though I learned a lot from it and um, you know I've I definitely can look back here where we are. This is almost, you know, going on 10 years later. Uh, I've learned a lot from it, and I am definitely a different person now than I was then. And, uh, and, and I learned that there's certain language that is completely unacceptable in, in, um, not only in, in the public eye, but in your personal life sure. as well. And so, you know, it is a situation I, I again that I have, I'm very embarrassed about, and I look back with a lot of regret. But at the same time, I learned from it and uh, became a better person and a more understanding person. And um, and yeah, I mean that's that. But the fact that you can learn from that though and grow from that—that's the real lesson learned here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I, if I can show that uh, people can can grow and learn and uh, and become a better person and change. And, uh, you know, I think, uh, I still see tweets every once in a while where someone's like, ah, oh, this guy's that. And, you know, I can't do anything about it. Yeah. Um, you know, there was a situation where not too long after we signed with AEW, uh, someone tweeted at, uh, Nyla Rose and Sonny kiss. And they said, how do you feel about having this guy on the company? And, you know, I don't care if someone takes a shot at me, but, uh, to try to make someone else feel uncomfortable, I thought was kind of a real low shot. Yeah. So I reached out to them. This is, I, you know, I didn't really know them that well at the time, but I reached out to them and I said, Hey, I had some things that I said, you know, almost 10 years ago that were, that I, I'm very embarrassed about. And, and, I'm, you know, it was very ignorant and, and very, um, inappropriate and I'm a different person today than I was then and I never want you to feel uncomfortable around me and we can always talk and they couldn't have been more understanding and and open and in my corner and to this day we are the three of us are just great close friends did those tweets affect your relationship with WWE oh absolutely okay. uh, WWE uh, responded to it yeah. because there was a guy uh, that basically um, 
saw the tweets and he screen capped them and he sent them to every company I'd ever, I had worked for at that time. He sent them to every single company and said, uh, this guy needs to be gone. This is 2011, I think something like that. And, uh, and so, you know, WWE responded and they said that, you know, we're, you know, we don't back this and we, we, you know, have an anti-bullying campaign, yada, yada, yada. And, and, uh, which they had to say, you know, but they called me a year later. I worked for them a year later on accident. I don't think they remembered or whatever, but, uh, (laughs) whatever it was, you know, like I said, I don't, I don't hold any animosity towards that. You know, I, I'm the one that made a mistake. I, I screwed up and, uh, you know, that's that it's, it's a part of the story. Sure. When you when you look at, you know, these opportunities that didn't happen with WWE or TNA, did you go, oh, man, if those didn't happen, what am I going to do? You know, am I going to nope. work this other job for the rest of my life? I clearly wasn't ready then. Uh. You know, I was younger. It was actually a really tough time. When all of that was happening, my mom was uh, battling cancer and I was basically just taking care of her every day. Um, and uh, I was just going through a lot of personal issues at that time. So, I, you know, if I had signed, I wouldn't have been able to handle it because I was kind of a nutcase at the time, which which also played a role in, in you know, me spinning out of control at the time. And, and there were, uh, you know, there were just really it was a really dark time for me. And but it's so important it wouldn't have to out. like, it's important to look at those mistakes and we all have mistakes in our life, uh, you know, I have varying different degrees, but it's, it's important to look at those and go, I messed up there and here's how I can be better. And here's yes. how I can move on from that. The tough thing is a lot of times people don't want to give any second chances. And, uh, you know, it's uh, and it's one of those things where it's like, Hey, you know, I, I just ask people to judge me on my behavior since. Yeah. And going forward, uh, you know, it's been almost 10 years and, uh, you know, I, I can't say it enough. I'm a different person. And, and I look back and those those tweets, I embarrassed myself. I embarrassed my family. And, uh, you know, it's it's one of those things where I'm going to have to live with it for the rest of my life. I'm going to look back when I'm 70 years old and, and the same way I look back now and I say, what was I think? What an idiot, you know, and not not an idiot for saying it publicly but for an idiot for just saying it sure or th- you know like you shouldn't and, and basically I, I haven't really even been specific basically i used the f word and uh it wasn't uh it it wasn't like uh one of those things where it was like oh uh, it wasn't directed at the community it was just basically using it in right in passing the way you would use bitch or something like yeah, that yeah. however that is wrong in, in itself that's something that you uh you definitely you just can't do it, yeah. it's it, there's so much pain and, that i've learned there's so much pain and um and anguish behind that word and and people that have really really suffered the same way you know my people have suffered and and i like to think about it as we you know we are all um human beings and 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 if your people suffer then my people suffer and we're all you know we're all in this together yeah. and life is hard enough. We don't need to make it harder on yeah. each other. So it's, uh, you know, I, I know I'm kind of going off on a rant here. No, but, this, is, this is important. The fact that you can even address this, I think that shows that you're a big enough person to go. Yeah, I made this mistake and that's okay. You know, we've moved on from that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, fortunately, the fans have been uh, unbelievable and, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, it's incredible. And, and, 
you know, only thing I could do is move on and, and be a positive example yeah. going forward. When you say my people, what do people, what ethnicity do people think you are when they look at you? <laughs> Black, right? Well, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, you know, yes. But I think other people could be like, oh, you know, you could have some Indian in you or something oh. like that, you know? Yeah. I mean, I feel like everyone is mixed with, I guess, yeah. With, you know, a lot of things now. I mean, my family is definitely very, very mixed, but yeah. But both yeah. your parents are African American. Mm, yeah, both my parents are. They're both, you know, have different uh, ethnicities. But uh, yeah, they're both African American. Mm-hmm. When you were growing up, who were the wrestlers that you really aspired to be like or really looked up to? Bret Hart, <laughs> Bret the Hitman is. Hart, yeah. man. Uh, Bret Hart was my all-time favorite wrestler ever. I became uh, Shawn Michaels guy uh, as well. Wait, you can't be a Shawn Michaels guy and I a Bret guy. I know. I know. I know. Uh, there's always oh. Brett guys and there's Sean guys. I was definitely I a Brett guy. I liked Sean a lot. You know what's funny too is because when Brett was or when Sean was going to face Brett at WrestleMania 12, I felt I was like Sean Michaels deserves the <laughs> WWF Championship. I hope he wins. But then when I ordered the pay per view and the match started, I could not cheer for him. I was like, ah, <laughs> oh, no, Brett. I want Brett. I know Brett was going to lose, but I wanted Brett to win. And then obviously Montreal stuff happened, and I was off Sean for a little while. Uh, but when he came back, I think uh, like post back injury, Sean and, and like baggy pants, Sean, I think he's the best Sean ever, to be honest with you. Really? Oh, yeah. I think he was better with the baggy pants than he ever was, even in his prime. He was so good. He was, he was more technical and his, his matches made more sense. Wow. Yeah. He told a better story. Well, he I was guess smarter. he matured. Yeah. yeah. But he was just smarter, I think. Younger Sean, I feel like could do it all. He could, but but. Sometimes I think he took risks and did things that he didn't need to and that didn't I think when you're older like Sean and you have an injury, you have to use your mind more. It's just like a fighter, right? Mm-hmm. Bernard Hopkins, he fought until he was 50 years old. Okay, did he have the punching power and the speed that he had when he was 30 years old? No. So he had to figure out other ways to beat his opponents. And so with Sean, as he got older and his back was injured and he couldn't take all of the bumps that he used to take, he had to be smarter and find ways to make this match mean more uh, without putting his body in mm. such jeopardy. And I, and I think the matches did mean more. They were, I think if you look at his matches post-back injury, they're far better than his matches. Yeah, if you look at... Like the matches he did with Kurt Angle, the matches he did yeah. with Triple H, the matches he did yeah. with The Undertaker. I mean, those matches are some of the best he's ever had. Do you think that he could have one more match in him? Oh, man. Well, he did wrestle recently, right? In a tag match or something yeah, I mean, a year he, ago? Yeah, and he took some bumps from Ziggler. Yeah. And you know, he was doing that. He probably could. Uh, you know, I don't know if he wants to, though. I mean, he's. Yeah. It, it comes a time where it's like, you just let it go. Yeah. Again, going back to Bernard Hopkins, like, you know. Just let it go, you know. Like, I, although Bernard Hopkins said he might fight again, and I'd watch it against Roy Jones Jr. if he did. But yeah, you know, I don't want him getting in there with a killer, you sure. know, that sort of thing. But yeah, I was a Brett guy going back to it. Uh, Brett guy growing up. I loved Sean later on. Kurt Angle became one of my favorites. AJ Styles. I love all these guys. Do you think about life after wrestling? Like, you still you're, you're very much in your prime right now, and you're hitting your stride. Yeah. But do you think of about ten or fifteen or maybe twenty years from now? Yeah, yeah, I. Uh, I would like to work behind the scenes, hopefully, uh, with AEW um, in about 10 or 15 years. When I, I think I've, I've got 10 or 15 years left in the ring. Well, you, look at, you look at 
Christopher Daniels, and I mean, yeah, he's, he's yeah, got 15 years 50, on you, right? I think. Yeah, 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 he's got 15 years on me, so yeah. Um, so I think I I can go another, maybe 10, maybe 10. That guy amazes yeah. me. Oh, me too. He's a machine. I'll tell you, he's a machine. So I travel with him. He never, He's never hungry. He never has to go to the bathroom. He's never tired. <laughs> he's literally a robot. <laughs> You know, wow. Frankie, and, Frankie and I were like, we got to go to the bathroom. CD's like, cool. And he'll just wait outside for us. Uh, we'll be super sleepy. And he's wide awake just walking around. I will be starving. Oh, can we get some food? He's like, I'm good. Yeah, but we'll stop for it. It's like, he just doesn't eat. He's a Terminator. Wow. Yeah, he's a Terminator. Huh. How does he do it? He's a Terminator. Wow. It's, cra- <laughs> he's not a it's crazy because he is one of the best to ever step foot inside a squared circle. If you look at it, he worked for ECW, WCW. Uh, I believe he's done some, at least some dark matches with WWE, yep. uh, Re- Impact, Ring of Honor, and now AEW. And I think there's only one other guy that's done all of that with the exception of Impact, and that's Chris Jericho. Wow. Right? That's still yeah. active. Yeah. What have you learned from Daniels uh, in the ring? Oh, man. Um, I've learned a lot about tag team wrestling from both of them, both Frankie and Chris. Like, I felt like my tag team wrestling was decent before I teamed with them, but it's just at another level. And also being able to wrestle guys like the Young Bucks uh, and uh, the Briscoes. And just I've, I've learned so much about tag team wrestling, and now it's easy. Like We can kind of almost do it in our sleep. Uh, but uh, there's just a a formula and uh you know there's just the timing and and being a, being with those guys for like the last um two years i believe it is i mean it's no coincidence that i've become the performer i am today i mean i think i'm i'm far better than i was a couple of years ago and uh i think i'm going to continue to get better so it's it's all credit to those guys do you think is, is there any talk of doing trios matches i mean you guys are a trio um jurassic express is a trio well, uh, we, I think that's something we're always going to be able to go to is yeah. a trios match. Um, you know, there's Jurassic Express, like you said. There's uh, Best Friends and Orange Cassidy. That's right, yeah. There's Young Bucks and Kenny. Yeah. Uh, there's, guy, there's six mans out there that we can run with, and I think we will eventually. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you look ahead, obviously, uh, looking ahead tonight, the first thing is the tag team titles. What else do you still want to accomplish in your career? You got 17 years behind you, maybe 17 more in front of you. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, I don't know about 17. <laughs> okay, but just 16. <laughs> but um, I've got a lot I want to accomplish. You know, especially now with AEW, I feel like a, a newborn baby, you know, uh, in their 30s. <laughs> but but there's so much I want to accomplish. I won. I want to be a tag team champion. I, I've always loved tag team wrestling from the time I was a child. And, uh, and I... To be able to win a tag team championship in one of the biggest companies in the world would be a dream come true. So that's something I want to accomplish. And uh, eventually, you know, I would like to branch off and and be a singles guy as well, and and uh, and still do SCU. But um, I would like to. Uh, I want to wrestle in big matches against guys like Cody, against Jericho, against Pac. You know, um, and uh, those are the big names. You know, Moxley and, and and Kenny. And there's there's so many guys that I think I'd like to get up there and have great matches with, and on the highest level. And um, you know. These are these are the things I've dreamed about as a kid, and and now I've got an opportunity to make them happen. Isn't and it crazy that it all started? You were a masked wrestler when you started. I was, 
And it's look yeah. look how far you know it's come. Well, you know, there was a time where they thought I was a good looking guy, and that's why they said I should lose the mask. But now, <laughs> as I've I, you know, I did a couple of years of MMA, and wrestling has taken its toll. And I was looking at myself before I came over here in the mirror, and I was like, God, I look rough and tired today. Sometimes I want to put that mask back on. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a shoot. I'm not joking when I say that. No. Oh you yeah. You can't oh, yeah. hide this. Come oh, on. sometimes I want to, man. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes. What what has MMA taught you about being a pro wrestler? Ah, you know it. Uh, it I think it's helped me portray the competition side of pro wrestling because now that I know what it's like to go through a training camp and to prepare for a fight and the nerves that you have and the way you feel, I can actually use that in pro wrestling and and I can say, oh, how would my character feel? at this moment when he's mm -hmm. walking to the ring. Well, I can go back to the way I felt when I was walking to the cage. And it's like you're confident, but you're nervous and you're anxious and you've got these butterflies in your stomach yeah. and, and you just want to get in there and have a punch thrown at you so you can lock in on the moment. And and so it's like I can use all that in pro wrestling, you know, and and it helps create that big match feel. And and, and I love the fact that, thing, that things have kind of blurred between pro wrestling and, and MMA because now they use that term in, in wrestling big fight feel yeah. and, and there's nothing like that big fight feel man and you know when you're watching I don't know if you're a fight fan yeah, I am. when you're watching uh, you know whoever it is whether it be you know go back to the old days Mike Tyson or currently you say Conor McGregor or Anderson Silva or whoever and it's like you, the guy's walking in the ring and let's say you're a big fan and you're like oh god please do well please do well please. I love that feeling yeah. you know? and if we can give other people that feeling then that's amazing when you guys are walking in the ring you've had you've had some interesting costumes over the last little <laughs> while whose idea is that or is it a collective it's collective uh are you guys in of, like a group chat you know when you're not face to face oh with God. each other i have we we are a part of maybe five different group chats labeled scu we've got one <laughs> with uh yeah we've got the one that's actually just frankie and chris and i and that one's actually not even labeled but we have one with like the young bucks and we've got one with uh, the social media people of, of AEW, and we've got one with the merchandise people of AEW, and we've got <laughs> one with this person. They're all. Oh, we've got one with uh, Brandon Cutler uh, because his wife does our gear, right. and so they're all labeled SCU. So it gets a little confusing sometimes. So you try to like change it to where this one's SCU and this one's SCU and this <laughs> one's. <like laughs> Is yeah. one of them the worst group chat you've ever been in? No, but maybe I should name yeah. it. That. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah that's there good. You go. That's a really good idea. <laughs> Do you have some costume ideas that you guys haven't done yet that we might see maybe at full gear or you know in the next little while? I've got one idea that I really want to do that I'm not going to reveal it. Okay. But uh, I'm very excited to do it. I'm just looking for the right time to do it. All right. But we always try to do something. Uh, when we did Double or Nothing, we we went with uh, a black base with like red, white, and blue. Um, uh, trim on there and that that was basically uh, because you know when we did all in I wore the uh, the red white and blue Creed tights and that was kind of a big everyone kind of really liked that and so we're like let's do a spin off of that let's let's wear our regular black base but let's do red white and blue and uh, that was kind of cool and then when we did uh, we did Jacksonville we had gear designed to look in the colors of the Jacksonville Jaguars which actually yeah, yeah. were on TV last week as well and they were going back to Jacksonville in January so we'll probably wear it again but uh, yeah there's always some sort of idea that we have we've got an idea for tonight as well uh, we're going to be I guess spoiler alert you'll already see it by then <laughs> we're going to be wearing black with yellow and white tonight which is basically like uh, 
uh, Rocky colors. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, we're big Rocky fans, Frankie and I. And so we kind of consider ourselves like, uh, the underdogs going into this. And so, which is the comfortable place to be, uh, just like Rocky Balboa and we're going for the world championship. And so we're wearing Rocky colors. I was really surprised to find out that you had been on the Steve Harvey show. Oh yeah. <laughs> is this clip Twice. out there? Twice. Twice. Wow. Yeah. I, I was on dating, uh, dating, uh, segments. I was asked to be part of that. Were you? <laughs> yeah, a Steve Harvey dating segment. I'm like, I think I'm okay. We'll leave that to Scorpio. You know what's funny is the, the first time, so we did this questionnaire, and, uh, and it was like basically they'll ask the girl questions and she'll answer. And basically, like let's say, do you like peanut butter or almond butter? It's just an example, sure, right? Okay. And so she'll say, I like almond butter. So every guy on the panel that chose peanut butter is excused. Right, and so Steve would say, "Okay, number twenty nine, number fifteen, number eight, number okay. seven, you're yeah, eliminated." Yeah. Right, so I got down to I believe four of us, and uh, she asked whatever the question was, and I had answered correctly, and uh, there was the guy next to me; he answered incorrectly, but Steve <laughs> called my number oh, to be eliminated. He was Steve like, Harvey, "All right, fifty. He's he got not so good. Yes, at reading he got the it cue wrong cards. again. Yeah. <laughs> and, and both him and I looked at each other like, "What?" And he's like. Oh, whatever. And I just left because they told us if anything like that happens, just leave. Oh, because they knew that Steve knew. wouldn't read the cards correctly. Oh, yeah. And the next time like it Miss was... America. <laughs> <laughs> the next time it was literally, I think it was just three of us sitting next to the girl and she would just specifically ask us questions. And it got down to two of us, me and another guy, and she chose the other guy. And you get so. paid for these appearances, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Did next any... time I'm, I'm, I'm demanding that I'm going to be the main person. Yes. Now. The next time it's like, no, you bring on people to date me. Yeah, that's Because I'm right. not taking three L's. <laughs> did anything I mean that's national exposure and a lot of people watch Steve Harvey's show did anything come of it uh, besides rejection <laughs> no no a check came that's about okay. it yeah. I, I think they were trying to pitch it to me as like well you know we've got a lot of viewers this could lead to other roles or other possibilities mm, no not for me yeah, well no. again I was like I don't think that that's going to happen you're a better so. looking guy than i am though, i don't so maybe know about that. That. maybe they're I'm, thinking i just might have you could more be hair. on like the bachelor oh i don't know about yeah. that. yeah are you single no not anymore oh, okay then you you're can't be on now? the bachelor yeah no yeah yeah yeah. i'm single well, then you say, could be on the bachelor maybe i heard there's never been a black bachelor so I, maybe i haven't watched the show enough but here you go no they could use kenny king he was on the bachelorette that's right yeah so they could use him i don't think i'd do well on the bachelor why not uh just uh, Dating that many women at once. <laughs> so what I, I couldn't I don't have the time. Man. I wouldn't be able to like like. They're so good at like breaking the news to the girl. Yeah. I wouldn't be good at that. I'd just be like, I'm, I'm sorry, Tiffany. Yeah, I'd be like, like I wouldn't be able to do it. Right. I'd feel so bad. It's hard to break up with someone. Yeah, right. It's, well, it's really and, and then you got to do it on national television. Oh yeah. 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 But we're putting it out there. Maybe you could. Find I mean, I'll maybe do it if 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 they asked me nicely and and if the bag was <laughs> if right. Ask me if the nicely. bag is right, it would it would be a, a good bag. I would think it'd have to be a good bag. I it'd think have it to would be a, be a good, good bag. bag. Yeah. I I had Tessa on the show earlier. Oh, I'm she's one of my favorites. Completely unrelated to what we were just talking about, but she talked about the match that you guys had. Oh yeah, and uh, said that she'd love to wrestle you again, sometime, somewhere, maybe. Yeah, I want her here. I've actually I've been pretty open about it. Uh, I think she's the best women's wrestler in the world. Um, 
Uh, and, She's one uh, of the best wrestlers. And I was just going to say, and one of the best wrestlers I've ever been in the ring with. Honestly, she's she's phenomenal, you know, and. Uh, so the fact that she's not with WWE, uh, I know she's with Impact, and, and I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure she's very happy there, but I and, and I have nothing to do with it. This is me as just you know wrestler talking. I would love to have her here with AEW, and, and I think this would be a great place for her. Yeah, and no, look, she's going to succeed no matter where she goes. Of course, goes. no matter what. But why not succeed in a place where you're also working, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and then I know, I know AEW is not really a big... Um, intergender wrestling thing uh, or fan but I mean who knows what would happen Tess and I have had two matches we're one and one so uh, <laughs> you know uh, let's maybe we do one more we'll see when did you start to realize that things were changing maybe there was AEW catching on like when were you starting to get recognized more in airports or restaurants mm. or whatever you know when, when was that when did that change really start to happen? You know, it was right after we announced the company. And uh, I was in my city, which is a very small city, which I won't reveal because it is a very small city. It's the worst city you've ever been in. No, no. It's back home in SoCal. It's, <laughs> it's one of the best. <laughs> so I was in my little town. It's a very small town. And I was... Uh, and, and and I don't even know if anybody there watches wrestling or I didn't think. And I was just in a restaurant hanging out just like I normally always do. I'm always out in my little downtown area every week. And uh, one of the guys working at the restaurant came up to me and he was just like, hey, I'm really excited for what you guys are going to do. No way. And I was like, wow, that's great. And then so next thing you know, I was like, I'm at 7-Eleven a few days later. And someone's like, oh, my God, are you Scorpio Sky? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, can I take a picture? And the guy behind the counter is like, what's happening here? You know, <laughs> that's the weirdest thing I think about like being in this little middle stage where I'm at, where it's like, you know, if Tom Cruise, wherever he goes, he gets recognized, John Cena, you know, these sure. guys, yeah. but I'm in this place where it's like, I'm, I'm still a normal guy, but to certain people that run into me, it's like, they're like, Oh, well, you know, so, so the people that are around me are just like, what's happening here. I don't know yeah. who is this guy, you know? So it's yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of cool. It's really, it's a lot of fun. I enjoy it. AEW is making wrestling cool again. I feel like, Oh yeah. You know, it, it's uh as a matter of fact, Frankie and I were in a, a, a bar, a sports bar right next door last night, and uh, I'm pretty sure they didn't recognize us, but I heard a couple of guys working behind the bar talking about AEW. They're like, oh, yeah, it's a big show tomorrow, blah, 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 yeah, blah. Yeah. Maybe they brought it up because of us. I don't know. But, like, you know, I've been in my gym, and I've seen commercials, and the, the guy that works behind the counter at my gym is a huge wrestling fan, and he watches us every week and just stuff like that. It's it's. It's uh, I won't say it's becoming mainstream yet, but I think it's possibly on the way. I, I it's definitely cool again. Like oh, it yeah. used it used to be like, yeah, no, I watch I watch wrestling, and like your <laughs> friends would be like, you watch wrestling? Yeah. Now it's like, That's yeah, I mean, cool. it's it's a respectable form of entertainment I, I like to think you know and there's like there's so many um like stars in sports and entertainment that are fans of wrestling and then if you look at the rock i mean he's one of the biggest stars in the world and he came from wrestling yeah so it's uh you know i think it's becoming a respectable form of entertainment yeah i've uh is there anything else we need to add i've really enjoyed this this has been fun yeah, man i've enjoyed it yeah. Um, yeah i don't know i think that's uh I think we've covered a lot. We had we had uh, room service or not room service uh, housekeeping knocking on the door. It was out of focus for a little while, so yeah. thank you for sticking with us. Probably better this. for me if it's out of focus, honestly. <laughs> what do you stop this? I'm just kidding. <laughs> thank you so much, brother. Thank you, man. I really appreciate. Yeah, it. Yeah, appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Well, there you have it, my friend, Scorpio Sky, and uh, here I am. 
recording this still wondering what his day job was. Aren't you? Aren't you wondering what his day job was? I mean, it's a little suspect that he's not revealing. I mean, was he a male stripper? Hmm. If you were a male stripper, you'd own that, right? In any case, big thank you to Scorpio for doing the interview. Thank you to you for hanging out with us and giving this a listen. Take a screenshot. Tag me. Tag Scorpio. Let us know what you think of this one. Share with a friend. Spread the word. Um, I personally love his Cinderella Man reference and how much of himself that he sees in that story. And I, and I love the idea that if you keep working at something, you keep making that progress, you're able to look back at it and see how far that you've come. I mean, it's very hard within the moment to see the progress you've made without looking back at it. And so congratulations to Scorpio for everything that he's doing. I mean, coming up on a 20-year career here, 17 years into the business, and uh, you know, he, now he's hitting his stride here in his mid-30s. You know, the future is very bright for him. Um, thanks for bearing with me during this interview as I forgot to hang the do not disturb thing on the door. Can't believe I did that again. Happened during the TJP interview, um, which you can also listen to and you'll see. Like They're like housekeeping yeah sorry about that um since scorpio loves cinderella man and the story so much i i took a quote from cinderella man that i'm gonna leave you with and it's something that when i heard this and when i reread it here it was really powerful to me maybe sometimes people need to see someone do it so they can do it themselves it's true, right? Sometimes you need to see that something is possible to know that you can do it yourself. So whatever that is in your life, whatever that is in your job, in your career, in your relationships, whatever it is, personally or professionally, know that it is possible because someone else is doing it. So there we go. Enjoy your day. Thank you for enjoying this chat and we'll talk to you soon.